It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. Ho, 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 Merry Christmas, and welcome back to another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. That's right, all of you D-heads, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand, and you are in the midst of our second week of our month-long, very Merry Christmas celebration. As you can tell, I am happy, I'm excited, because it is a magical time of the year. Yes, as a father of four kids, I love nothing more than having that Christmas magic come to life. And we have all kinds of fun here this week, as we have a very special guest stopping in. Somebody who is a father himself, on screen and off screen. You may know him as Bob Duncan from Good Luck Charlie. Yes, we have Eric Allen Kramer stopping in here at the show. Eric's going to stop in, celebrate the holidays with us, and talk about his entire career. From Robin Hood Men in Tights, Good Luck Charlie, The Incredible Hulk Returns, and more, as he's going to talk about all the different things throughout his career and more, and what's he doing now that Good Luck Charlie is coming to an end. In addition, the holidays would not be complete without the D-Team. That's right, we have the entire D-Team here all show long as Aaron is going to dip his hand into that virtual mailbag and answer all your questions and I want to know. We also have Lexi back, our D-Team member from Down Under, as she's going to stop in with the Hollywood Walk and give you a little bit more about our very special guest here this week, Eric Allen Kramer. We have Ken back, our newest D-Team member, as he is going to dig deep into Walt's collection and introduce you to maybe something new that's very old. We also have Paige back with the Magical Music Review. Paige is going to be stopping in and having all the different fun, all the different holiday things that you've come to know from Disney, and she's going to delve deeper into some of those modern holiday classics from the Disney company. We have all kinds of news hot off the D-Wire from the parks, the movies, DVDs, music, and more, and all kinds of fun. So get ready for some holiday magic. Make it one magic Christmas, have a little bit of fun with John Denver and the Muppets, and sit back, enjoy, and have a ho-ho-ho Merry Christmas of a week as we officially kick off show number 58 for December 12, 2013. Hang in there, D-Heads, and I'll be right back. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. And on the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Two turtledoves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me three branch hens. Two turtledoves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me four calling birds, three branch hens. Two turtledoves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me.
four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the seventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me seven swans to swimming, six geese a lane. together starring John Denver and John's special guest stars Kermit the Frog, Miss Piggy, Fuzzy Bear, Gonzo, Floyd, Scooter, and Rolf. Their dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kurt right down that Here's a behind-the-scenes look at a special motion picture coming to your local theaters this holiday season. From Walt Disney Pictures. One magic Christmas. Santa Claus, how can one sleigh carry all the toys for all the kids every place? It's a magic sleigh. Very magic. The making of One Magic Christmas is the reliving of a childhood memory of producer Peter O'Brien. I think one of my favorite Christmas memories is when I was about six years old in the country near where we are right now at a farmhouse very much like the one where this film is taking place. 
I saw Santa Claus, absolutely for certain, for sure, come and fill up my stocking full of toys. And uh, I didn't see him completely because I had to, to uh, pretend I was asleep. Um, but I'll never forget it. It was definitely him. No question about it. One Magic Christmas stars Academy Award winner Mary Steenburgen and Harry Dean Stanton. It's a film that should have an uplifting effect on people and on audiences and enrich their lives in some way, I hope. Good night, Jeannie. Merry Christmas. Good night, Gideon. It's a story filled with faith. Got a golden North Pole, Gideon. The Santa Claus. And fantasy. I'm an angel. A Christmas angel. You believe in magic? This holiday season, share the magic from Walt Disney Pictures. At theaters everywhere. One magic Christmas. This is Thora Birch uh, from Hocus Pocus, and you are listening to Disney On Demand.
Disney Blues. Disney on demand. Ooh, I thought you were dead. With your host, Jonathan Johnson. What? My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. Was this baby? We'll never be alone. You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother. All right, all of you D-heads, so I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 58 for the week of December 12, 2013, and our continuation of our very merry Christmas celebration here at the show. I am excited. The holidays are full in motion. We're celebrating, making the memories with our families. And yes, even this last weekend, my family and I went out in the middle of a snowstorm. I kid you not. Clark Griswold style and cut down the Johnson family Christmas tree. You know, if you follow us on Instagram and Facebook and whatnot, you probably have already seen it, but yes, we trekked out there. All four kids, myself, my wife, and cut down that glorious Christmas tree for the Johnson 2013 household. And I am excited because this week, continuing on with our very Merry Christmas celebration, as I mentioned, we have none other than Eric Allen Kramer stopping in here at the show. And Eric, as you all know, is Bob Duncan from Good Luck Charlie, the hit great family sitcom on the Disney Channel. And he's also been in a variety of other great films and television shows, like The Incredible Hulk Returns, Robin Hood Men in Tights, The Hewleys, and more. And Eric is going to stop in and talk about his entire career, what's coming up on the horizon, and what is he doing now that Good Luck Charlie is coming to a close. In addition, we have the D-team back. Yes, as I already mentioned, we have Aaron back, Paige, Ken, and also Lexi, all stopping in here at the show with their signature segments to help celebrate the holidays and make it come alive for all of you D-heads. There is all kinds of fun on the horizon. As I mentioned, we are in week two of our month-long Very Merry Christmas celebration, so I am excited for this. So before I jump right into news hot off the D-wire, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can listen to all 58 of our past shows in the archives, get the latest news feeds and blogs, connect up with the D-team, and more right there on our website and that's at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. And you can also listen to our famous Lifetime of Disney Player, where you can listen to over 300-plus television shows, TV shows, specials, and more right there on the homepage. And like I said, that's all at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. Now, you can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets. You can like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. You can also follow us on Twitter, AOL Instant Messenger, Instagram, Skype, Pinterest, and more. Just search Disney Blue BLU. And you can also subscribe to our show on Stitcher Radio and iTunes. Just search Diz Radio. So all the different ways to stay connected here at the show. I think it's about time. We've had a holly jolly Christmas season so far. And let's just jump right into news hot off the D-Wire. And how about Walt Disney's life hitting the big screen with Walt Before Mickey? Yes, a feature film set to start filming in Florida later this month. Now, we all know Saving Mr. Banks is currently in theaters. Everyone is excited for Saving Mr. Banks, the story of Walt Disney and P.L. Travers. Well, how about this one that is starting to get filmed? Yes, Armando, a Florida native, has announced the filming schedule for Walt Before Mickey, a big screen movie about the life of a simple man with a big dream, Walt Disney. Yes, set in the early 1900s, the film is based on the book Walt Before Mickey that chronicles Walt's early years and his rise to success. Now, the feature film is being produced by Armando, who has also done such films as Henry and Me, and Jeff Rice, who is executive producer of End Before Watch, 
Two Guns, Broken City, and Lone Survivor, and many others involved with this film. Now, the hardcover book that it was based on, Walt Before Mickey, was written by Timothy Suzannan, and its foreword was written by none other than the late, dearly departed Diane Disney Miller. Now, this was the only book that was ever supported by the Disney family. And Walt remains a 20th century icon, and they are happy to announce that now it is moving forward in making a film based on this book. Now, one of those things that is a feat that I mentioned is this is the only Walt Disney biography that has ever been truly endorsed by the Walt Disney family. As they have put it, Walt Before Mickey is a fresh take on a classic American ideal, exploring a part of Walt Disney's life that is little known about. Now, filming is going to commence later this month in December in Central Florida, and they are currently casting and looking for people for the film. If you want to find out more about this, you can definitely stay connected at waltbeforemickey.com. Now, moving right along in Disney news, let's get back to television. And how about the offspring of a Disney cartoon villain to get a live-action TV movie? That's right, your childhood imaginings about what happened to those Disney movies after they ended are now going to be fulfilled. That's right, a new Disney Channel original movie is set to take place in The Descendants, a live-action comedy starring, yes, you guessed it, famous Disney characters descendants. That's right. In a present-day idealistic kingdom, the malevolent teenage son of the king and queen of the Beast and Belle from Disney's Beauty and the Beast is poised to take the throne. His first proclamation offer a chance at redemption to the troublemaking offspring of Cruella de Vil, Maleficent, the evil queen, and Jafar, who have all been imprisoned on a forbidden island with all the other villains, sidekicks, and evil stepmothers and stepsisters. Now these villainous descendants, Carlos, Male, Evie, and Jay, respectively, are allowed into the kingdom to attend a prep school alongside the offspring of the iconic Disney heroes, including Fairy Godmother, Sleeping Beauty, Rapunzel, and Mulan. However, the evil teen faces a dilemma. Should they follow in their parents' footsteps and help all the villains regain power? Or should they innate the goodness and save the kingdom? Now, the project has a variety of different things and all kinds of fun and whimsical things from Beauty and the Beast crossover and other characters throughout the Disney kingdom. Now, I think this is great and fun. I mean, it is another one of those sidekick hero kind of stories, but it is a great way to continue on, and I think a Disney Channel movie is definitely the way to do this. Now, it is coming with a bonus. Now, we do know that the Beast and Belle did live happily ever after, although Disney fans have always wondered, what happened with Cruella DeVille, and also, what is the Beast's real name? Now, this is going to be directed by Danny Ortega, who many of you know has done Hocus Pocus and many other things, so we are excited for this. I mean, definitely one that uh, is worth taking note for, because a Disney Channel movie, it's fun, it's cute, it's humorous, you know, they're not looking to spawn this into a series, but I do think it's going to be fun, so now you can get ready and, you know, set your DVRs, get ready for 2015, as they're looking for, for the all-new Disney Channel movie, descendants to take place. Now, since we are talking about the Disney Channel, you can't talk about the Disney Channel without Disney Junior, and everybody loves Disney Junior, and I myself, being a father of four kids, as you all know, I make no hidden qualms about that, Season 3 of Disney's Jake and the Neverland Pirates is going to take off this January. That's right, Season 3 of Disney Junior's Emmy-nominated animated series, Jake and the Neverland Pirates, is set to premiere on Friday, January 3rd on Disney Channel at 8.30 a.m., yes, and Disney Junior at 7.50 p.m. Now, the new season introduces rival characters, including pirate ghosts, mummies, robots, and incorporates special superpowers and gadgets for Jake and his crew, including Jake's Mega Mega Sword, a robot suit, and an invisibility ring that helps the gang outwit their new adversaries. Now, the season will also include action-packed extended-length episodes and a revamped rock and roll-style theme song performed by Sharky and Bones. So now we're going to get an all-new Jake in the Neverland Pirates song. 
I am curious as to what this is going to sound like. I mean, my boys, they love the original one. I can, I'm, I'm curious as to what's going to happen with that. Now, celebrity guest stars are going to include Jack McBrayer as Pirate Mummy, Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker himself as the chilling Pirate Shiver Jack, Carl Reiner as the ghost Pirate Captain Treasure Tooth, and Rico Rodriguez as a Snowfoot, and many others. I mean, we have Estelle Harris as Peg Leg Peg, and Joe Frost as Nanny Nell, of course, and Captain Hook's no-nonsense nanny. Now, new episodes are going to air every Friday throughout January and February, culminating with the premiere of a new extended episode on Friday, February 28th, featuring three 11-minute stories that pit Jake against Hook in the ultimate showdown. Now, all the features are going to be on simulcast for verified users of the Watch Disney app, so you want to get on that. I mean, it's a great app for, you know, your iPad and your phone and whatnot to sync up and not miss an episode. So now you can get ready. All new episodes, new adversaries, a great starring lineup, and more. And Season 3 is going to take place for Jake and the Neverland Pirates, kicking off on Friday, January 3rd. Now, since we are on TV, moving away from the Disney Channel, let's talk about other things, and how about the Muppisodes? Now, the Muppisodes are something new, and now that Disney has the brand of the Muppets, I mean, they're going to do exactly what we wanted, exactly what Jim Henson would have done if he was still alive, and that's make the Muppets in everybody's homes, bring them to life, and pass them down to your families. And now the Swedish chef is food battling with Gordon Ramsay in the first ever Muppisode. That's right, the Muppets will return to movie theaters when the Muppets Most Wanted arrives this coming month. March. Now, to hype up fans for the next chapter in the lives of Jim Henson's beloved characters, Disney is now going to release several Muppisodes over the web. Now, the first one is featuring a culinary battle between Gordon Ramsay from Hell's Kitchen and Master Chef, and the Swedish chef, who we all know, work, 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 work has already aired on the WWE YouTube channel. Now, per usual, the Muppets are charming, witty, lovable, and they've joined many different characters in a cavalcade of, you know, guest stars. Now, Ross Lynch from Disney Channel makes an appearance as well, as well as WWE wrestler Mike, and they show up as a health-conscious foodie. And Michael Buffer serves as a food battles announcer. Of course, Ramsey takes center stage, and his best moment comes when he alludes to the fact that he can't curse when he's guest starring with the Muppets. Now, the Muppets are no strangers to the web, as I already mentioned. They have been everywhere over the last couple of years, and they've made a variety of different appearances on The Nerdist, yes, with Chris Hardwick, and a variety of different things with great celebrity chefs in the past, including Kat Cora in a cooking web series. Now, this is going to be fun. Gordon Ramsay is always one to... It's fun to watch. Now, this is the first ever Muppisode. You can find it on the WWE YouTube channel, and you can find it in a variety of different places, also on the official Muppets website. But now you can watch Gordon Ramsay have it out with the Swedish chef. Let's just hope the Swedish chef isn't cooking his uh, wonderful uh, Christmas dinner that he does in the Muppet Family Christmas for Big Bird. Now, continuing on, wow, it seems like there is a lot of uh, TV news here, but how about Disney Junior setting another premiere? Yes, it seems like we just can't get away from TV here this week, and Disney Junior is setting a premiere date for the new animated series voiced by none other than Mandy Moore. Yes, there's a new sheriff coming to town on Disney Junior, and the channel has set the premiere date for Sheriff Callie's Wild West, an all-new animated series featuring the voice of Mandy Moore as Callie, a calico cat sheriff. Now, we have talked about this past here on the show, but now it is getting closer. Now, the new sheriff coming to town on Disney Junior is Sheriff Callie's Wild West, the new animated series, like I said, voiced by Mandy Moore as Callie, a calico cat sheriff. Now, dubbed the first Western for preschoolers, Sheriff Callie's Wild West is a musical-filled series that's going to center on Callie's quest to keep peace in her frontier town using her magic lasso and her cowgirl know-how. 
Now, multiple episodes of the show are going to premiere online, and they did last month, and it now ranks as number one, as the number one most-watched series on the Watch Disney Junior app. Now, Disney Channel is going to air an 11-minute preview episode on Friday as part of Disney Junior's Magic Holidays on the Disney Channel to slate before Sheriff Callie's Wild West as it officially premieres on Disney Junior Monday, January 20th. Now, the show has been ranking at number one as the Watch Disney Junior app and the Watch Disney app. Now, this is the app in the simultaneous simulcast that Disney Disney is pushing. They want to see if they can get original programming that comes to the apps first. And now with this rating as number one, it just shows that they got a star on their hands. And now you can get ready as January 20th, you're going to have Callie the Calico Cat stopping in in Sheriff Callie's Wild West. Now moving into movie news and all the different things that are coming out and everybody loves your Blu-rays and DVDs and how about Disney's The Pirate Fairy Blu-ray now has pre-order and $5 coupons. That's right, now you can pre-order the animated adventure for the Disney's Pirate Fairy with Tinkerbell, and Amazon already has the Pirate Fairy listed for Blu-ray, DVD, and digital copy for pre-order, and is offering a $5 off coupon coming up before its release on April 1st. Yes, from the world of Peter Pan comes the Pirate Fairy, a swashbuckling new adventure about Zarina, a smart and ambitious dust keeper fairy who's captivated by the blue pixie dust and its endless possibilities. When Zarina's wild ideas get her into trouble, as she flees the pixie hollow and joins the forces with their scheming pirates of Skull Rock, who then make her captain of their ship. Now Tinkerbell, voiced by Mae Whitman, and her friends must embark on an epic adventure to find Serena, and together they can go sword to sword with the band of pirates, led by a cabin boy named James, who will soon be known as Captain Hook himself. That's right, a young Captain Hook is now going to be part of this. Now you can enjoy the laughter, the heart, the magic, and the thrills of the Pirate Fairy. Now the $5 coupon is available right now, and now you can get this pre-order and I, for one, think the Tinkerbell series is fantastic, and I am excited to see this as, uh, you know, come on, a young Captain Hook, and you got Tinkerbell? I'm pretty excited for this, so now you can pre-order it and save $5 right now through Amazon. Now, moving right along in other Disney news, how about keeping it with apps, tablets, and more, and Disney bringing its Club Penguin social network to the iPad, iOS, and Android apps coming in 2014. Yes, Club Penguin is one of those things that all kids love. It is a safe place for kids to go online and actually play and have fun, and Club Penguin continues to be a growing popular thing. Well, now Disney Interactive is bringing its children's gaming and social networks to the mobile world. Yes, starting today, the entire world of Club Penguin can be enjoyed right on the iPad. Now this release sees a significant rebuild of the game in order to accommodate the mobile devices as it's no longer built in Flash. That is a key element because everybody knows that Apple products do not support Flash. Well now it is no longer built in Flash but uses Disney proprietary technology called CP Next. Now players are going to discover that the iPad version also utilizes a native user interface and it has touch commands and more. Now Chris Heatherly, the head of Club Penguin, says that today's update will not only make it easier for kids to play from anywhere, but also that it will include decades of experience and investments Disney has made to make safe online play. Now there's going to be a variety of different things that are involved with this where they are going to have great new features including additional world maps, frequent locations and content updates, reoccurring in-app subscriptions, increased socialization including locations such as the town, the dance club, clothes shop, coffee shop, and up to 40 penguins can interact at once. There's also going to be new games including a Pizzatron 3000, 
Smoothie Smash, designed for mobile play, and teleporting friends inside the app. Now this is fantastic. It's utilizing a variety of different things, like I said, including not having Flash. Now that right there is a big, big thing. Everybody knows that Flash has hindered the Apple universe for quite some time, although we love our Apple gadgets. But now you can get Club Penguin on your iPad, on your mobile devices, on your tablet, and I know my kids will love it because, you know, come on, having a safe place for kids to play is definitely new. Now if you haven't had a chance to introduce Club Penguin to your children, um, you know, definitely do it. It's a great place. You don't have to worry about any online predators and more. I mean, come on, this is, it's a great interactive, fun way to play. Now we've been all over the board here this week. Well, not all over the board because there has been a lot of TV news, but let's get back to movies before I let you go because we have a lot of fun things going on here this week. But how about Disney's Frozen is nominated for a Golden Globe. That's right. Everybody has loved Frozen and it's said that in 2014 could be a very different year for winners and losers because so far things seem to be favoring Disney over Pixar. Yes, the short film that preceded Monster University at the cinema. It didn't go unnoticed, yet included Disney's Get a Horse that accompanied Frozen. With the Golden Globes of 2014 nominations being announced this last week, it looks like another potential win for Disney and a disappointment for Pixar, with the former movies in the shortlist of the three for Best Animated Feature alongside The Croods and Despicable Me 2. Now, any betting person would assume that Disney has already won this due to the enormous praise and accolades and success of the film so far. Now, we can only guess so far. Now, I really don't think Pixar is getting snubbed. It's the kind of thing where Monster University came out so long ago that you really are not sure of. Uh, you know, it's just, it's not fresh in people's minds. That right there is always a big factor. I mean, when you don't have it fresh in everyone's minds, it really makes it hard to remember or, you know, know what's going on. But now you have Get a Horse, from Frozen getting accolades and Disney's Frozen nominated for Golden Globe. You know, some people love Frozen, some people hate Frozen, but hey, come on, you can't go wrong with the numbers. Now we have a lot of different things going on news here this week, and I have more hot off the D-wire, and I'm gonna let the release the reins to the D-team very shortly here, as we have Aaron standing by and a variety of other people. So before I go, I, I'm gonna mention something that all of you already know, and how about Disney adding Indiana Jones to the Mouse Club? That is right, the Walt Disney Company has just inked a deal with Paramount Pictures to acquire control all over the Indiana Jones films, excluding the four existing indie movies, but it will receive a financial participation of any future films. That's right, in the latest in Disney's deals and pop culture net that has swept the heroes, villains, and generation, with everything from Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Kermit the Frog, Miss Piggy, Spider-Man, and more, now they have Indiana Jones. Yes, with Indiana Jones in the house, although Disney has not officially announced a fifth Indiana Jones film, Surely they are hoping that it's going to happen. This is just one of those that is going to add to Disney's plethora of things. And you know, come on, we all love the Indiana Jones attractions at Walt Disney World, uh, at the Hollywood Studios, as well as Disneyland, you know, with the Temple of the Forbidden Eye. So this is a strategy for Disney to uh, bring Temple of Forbidden Eye to Florida. But in television, Disney will likely adapt Indiana Jones to a family action series for ABC, Disney XD, or Netflix, similar to its promotion with its Marvel superheroes. Now that right there, I, I would be pretty excited for. Now they are dedicated to making Indiana Jones exactly what he is. As they have said, Disney remains intent on discovering, rescuing, and rehabilitating previous pop culture artifacts that can be passed down from generation 
the generation. So all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm going to release the reins to the D-team. That's right, we have Aaron. You guys always have questions and Aaron has answers. And he's going to dip his hands into that virtual mailbag and answer all your questions and I want to know. We also have Paige stopping in with the Magical Music Review. Since it is the holiday season, we understand that there's D-heads from across the plains. Whether you're old, young, new, fresh, and maybe ancient, who knows, whatever your age, you are a D-head. And we're going to make sure that we have something for every D-head of every age, and Paige is going to be stopping in with something a little special for you to keep that holiday cheer smiling. We have all kinds of fun on the horizon as we prep up for Bob Duncan. Yes, Eric Allen Kramer stopping in here at the show very shortly to celebrate the holidays with us. So with all that said, before I let you go, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is officially sponsored by Pixie Vacations. And the agents at Pixie Vacations can help you plan your Walt Disney World, Vacation by Disney, Disneyland, and more, and make it the most magical and memorable that you're ever going to have. You have the most knowledgeable agents that are going to help you prep, plan, make an itinerary, and get everything in order, no matter what Disney experience you want to have. And you can get all this at the official agents at PixieVacations.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm going to have a little eggnog warm up from our tree trimming venture here inside the Johnson household. And uh, I'll be right back shortly after uh, we release the reins to the D-team. Merry, Merry Christmas. Chris, Chris Kringle with a tingle-ingle-ingle has started on his merry way. Chris, Chris Kringle with a tingle-ingle-ingle has a brand new reindeer-driven sleigh. It's filled with toys for girls and boys and things you youngsters like to see. There's gifts for Pop and gifts for Mom to spread around your Christmas tree. Chris, Chris Kringle with a tingle-ingle-ingle has worked so hard throughout the year. He'll soon be here with a tingle-ingle-ingle to bring us all some Christmas cheer. So hang your stocking by the fireplace And down the chimney with a smiling face Will come Chris, Chris Kringle With a tingle-ingle-ingle With a tingle-ingle-ingle-ingle-ling Started on his merry way. Chris Chris Kringle with a tingle ingle ingle has a brand new reindeer driven sleigh. It's filled with toys for girls and boys and things you youngsters like to see. Why, there's gifts for Pop and there's gifts for Mom. Spread around your Christmas tree. Chris Chris Kringle with a tingle ingle ingle has worked so hard throughout the year. And he'll soon be here 
with a tingle-ingle-ingle to bring us all some Christmas cheer. So hang your stocking by the fireplace and down the chimney with a smiling face will come Chris Chris Kringle with a tingle-ingle-ingle with a tingle-ingle-ingle-ingle-ingle. Christmas! Charlie! Charlie, you won't believe it! A special visitor just came down the chimney! requests from kids that sometimes I forget what they ask for. I'm not 500 years old anymore. Oh, oh, oh. oh Santa, stick to the script. Why don't you come over here and sit on Santa's lap? No. <laughs> Why not? Because you're daddy. Oh, ho, ho, ho! I'm Santa! Then why are you wearing daddy's shoes? <laughs> okay, sweetie, you can go now. Oh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Had a hey, Melvin, that's supposed to be my song. Huh? Look, Melvin, I'm the deer. I got the red nose, so I get to sing. Ain't we gone through all this before? Well, I don't see why he always gets to oh, sing. Hold the phone there, boys. Where's your Christmas spirit? No, sorry, folks. <coughs> Gomer, let's show them how it's done. Ain't he a sight for sore eyes? Well, he sounds better than he looks, that's for sure. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Yup, soon the bells will start. And the thing that'll make them ring is the carol that you sang right within your heart. <laughs> Howdy, folks, and welcome to this special Christmas celebration at the good old Country Bear Jamboree. The snow's softly falling, the stockings are hung, and coming from the kitchen, there's the sweet smell of turkey and yams. But the prettiest sight to see is the holly that'll be on your own front door. Uh, this is Art LaFleur, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey, D-Heads. This is Aaron, and I'm back with another installment of I Want to Know. Hope everyone's getting into the Christmas spirit. We're finally getting dug out from our first winter storm of the year here in Arkansas. Those from the South know it doesn't take much to shut everything down. Well, the virtual mailbag is starting to look like Santa's toy sack. So let's reach in and see what questions we have for this week. Our first question comes from Thomas F. Atlanta, Georgia, and he writes, Aaron, with the holidays around the corner, my question is about Mickey's Christmas Carol. I think last show, Jonathan played a song from an LP that existed from Disney's Christmas Carol. So my question for you is, how many LPs were released for Disney's Christmas Carol? 
I think there is one for the TV classic and one that was done earlier. I listened to past Diz Radio in the archives and Alan Young was on, talking about how he did the voice of Mickey on the LP that was previous to the TV special. So again, in a long-winded question, how many versions of Mickey's Christmas Carol have been on LP? And where can I find the version that was a musical? Is it in the Lifetime Player? If so, did I miss it? Thanks and Merry Christmas. Well, a Disney's Christmas Carol has always been one of our family's favorites. And I'm sure everyone knows and loves the Christmas Carol story. There are two versions released on LP. Mickey's Christmas Carol was largely an animated adaptation of a Disneyland Records 1974 audio musical entitled An An Adaptation of Dickens' Christmas Carol. The musical featured similar dialogue and cast of characters, with the exception of the first and last Christmas ghost. The ghost of Christmas past was Merlin from Sword in the Stone instead of Jiminy Cricket, while the ghost of Christmas yet to come was the Queen from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs as her hag character. The other version is the 1982 Alan Young version called Mickey's Christmas Carol. Both versions are available on the Lifetime Player, and the LPs can be found on eBay and Amazon. Both are a great listen with some great songs. Our next question comes from Chuck Frank Moore from California, and he writes, Hey team, love the show and just discovered it in WDW Magazine. Great ad. I have now been listening to all the back shows. So Aaron, my question is about the Disney classic small one. I love this film as a child and really want to show it to my kids. Is it on DVD anywhere or am I stuck getting it on VHS? Well, Small One is a 1978 animated Christmas short film and was originally released before the 1978 re-release of Pinocchio. It's a great tale that takes place outside the city of Nazareth. The young boy and his father own four donkeys. Three of those donkeys are young and strong. The fourth donkey, Small One, is old and weak but the boy loves him anyway. Every day the boy and the donkey play together before they go to work, helping the boy's father to collect wood. The boy and his father take the donkeys to work one morning, as they always do. Many times the boy loads small one with small sticks, since small one can't carry heavy loads anymore. Small one even had trouble carrying stacks of small sticks, and the boy helps to carry them for him. That evening the boy's father tells him that he has to sell small one, Devastated but understanding, the boy asks if he can be the one to sell his best friend. The father agrees and tells him that he has to sell him for one piece of silver. That night, the boy comforts Small One and promises to find him a gentle and loving master. The next morning, the boy takes Small One to the market in Nazareth. Unfortunately, nobody wants an old, weak donkey but the tanner, and he only wants to kill Small One to make leather out of his hide. After failing to find another buyer, the boy and his donkey return to the tanner shop. The boy weeps, and Small One, accepting his fate under the tanner's knife, tenderly consoles the boy. Just as everything looks bleak, a kind man comes up to the boy and asks if Small One is for sale. The man needs a gentle donkey to carry his pregnant wife to Bethlehem. The boy sells the donkey for one piece of silver and watches as the couple and Small One leaves on their journey as a bright star appears in the sky. My son has watched this special every year since he was born. It's it's great. On September 27, 2005, Disney released the short film for the first time on DVD on Volume 9 of the Walt Disney's classic cartoon favorites titled 
classic holiday stories. This DVD also features Mickey's Christmas Carol from 1983 and Pluto's Christmas Tree from 1952. I think it's a must-have holiday DVD and enjoyment for the entire family. Our final question comes from Miss Mouse 67. She writes, Diz Radio's Aaron, I was going through old Disney Very Merry Christmas parades and really enjoy watching them and also listening to others in your player. But when do they make the switch from the Very Merry Christmas Parade to Disney Parks Parade? And how many hosts have there been? Thank you and Merry Christmas. Well, this is something I look forward to every year. The Disney Parks Christmas Day Parade airs on Christmas Day on ABC and is taped primarily inside the Magic Kingdom theme park at Walt Disney World and Disneyland approximately one month prior to Christmas Day. The program has aired annually since 1983 with the exception of 2000 when Disney aired a Christmas Eve Tracking Santa special instead. In 1999, a nighttime version of the parade was shown on Christmas Day. The program was known as the Walt Disney World Very Merry Christmas Parade until 2009 when it was changed to Disney Parks Parade. The first hosts were Joan London and Mike Douglas, who was later replaced by Alan Thicke. Regis Philbin was later added as an on-street interviewer. He eventually took over as co-host, and Kelly Ripper, Kelly Ripper later joined him. In 1985, the hosts were Joan London and Ben Vereen. In 1986, it was hosted by Jerry Van Dyke and Suzanne Summers. In 2001 and 2002, Wayne Brady joined Regis and Kelly. In 2003, George Lopez appeared from Disneyland. In 2005, Ryan Seacrest joined the crew. In 2009, Regis was replaced by Nick Cannon. In 2010, there was host Ryan Seacrest and Maria Menounos with Nick Cannon from Disneyland. In 2011, we had Mario Lopez and Maria Menounos with Nick Cannon and Marley Matlin from Disneyland. And this year, we have Nick Cannon at Disneyland and Neil Patrick Harris at Walt Disney World. And I think that's all. Enjoy this year's parade. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, and welcome to the Walt Disney World Resort in Florida for our special live Christmas Day celebration. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody! Disney World celebrates 25 years of magic. 
join the fun as we say thank you to everyone who's ever visited the most magical place on earth. This day will be full of surprises. <laughs> Yo Resort in sunny Orlando, Florida. Celebrating 25 years of Disney magic. It's the 1996 Walt Disney World Very Merry Christmas Parade. This year with three spectacular parades. In the Magic Kingdom, the world TV premiere of the all-new 25th Anniversary Parade. From the Disney MGM Studios, Toy Story with Buzz, Woody, and everyone's favorite toys coming to life. Along with a very special edition of Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Parade. Plus special spotted guests from the hit movie 101 Dalmatians, Cruella DeVille, and the whole Dalmatian gang. Join your hosts for this Christmas Day extravaganza. Step-by-step, step, Suzanne Summers. And from coach, Jerry Van Dyke. Now, let's go down to Main Street for the start of the very Merry Christmas Parade. This holiday, you can visit London and the Florida Everglades. Mickey Mouse. Why, Mr. Scrooge. And a villainous villainess. Bring her back, boys. You can spend your holidays with the all-new featurette, Mickey's Christmas Carol. And Walt Disney Productions, The Rescuers. A great family vacation. Rated G. Coming for the holidays to a theater near you. Peaceful embers glow, blessed you'll 
Jonathan here from Disney On Demand, and I just want to stop in to give you a little bit more about something that I've really enjoyed reading this past week, and it's WDW Magazine. Yes, the best of Walt Disney World. Now, this is a magazine that is an e-publication, something I love. As all of us are living on our tablets, our iPads, and more, I, for one, am always sitting on my iPad. I take it with me, I do research, I do reading, and I have all kinds of fun on my iPad. And the best of Walt Disney World is WDW Magazine. I've been enjoying the last two issues, and they have a lot of great things, from featured stories, where each month they take an in-depth look at a current topic. They also have the First Timers Corner. For all of you first timers at Walt Disney World, where they can tell you what visitors are going to need to know about your first time to this fantastic park. There's also the best of Walt Disney World, with a featured hotel, restaurant, and attractions chosen by their readers of WDW Magazine. Now, there's a variety of different things that they have in this publication, and I just want to say that I, for one, think it is fantastic. I only endorse things that I know that I truly love here at the show, and you rarely hear me endorse many things. But I do love WDW Magazine. It is fantastic. And coming up for issue three, if you are looking for that perfect Christmas gift, now is the time to give that gift of a subscription to that loved one, that family member, or that Disney fan in your life. Heck, even give it to yourself because they have their upcoming Christmas issue right around the corner. There's also some great new things coming from this publication. And might I add, because it is an e-publication, it's not just reading. One of the features that I do love about WDW Magazine is the fact that you can watch videos in every article. Nothing beats that. You can read it, you can watch the video, all right there in the publication. So definitely check it out at wdwmagmag.com. And I gotta say, D-heads out there, this is definitely one you want to add to your Christmas list. You truly will love the articles. Definitely check it out. The best in Walt Disney World with interactive articles and more as an e-publication. Just check it out at wdwmag.com. Hey there, D-Heads. Paige coming to you with a magical music review. Sorry, guys, but this one's going to be really short and sweet. I've had a lot of stuff on my plate this week. As you know, our guest star this week is from the Disney Channel hit Good Luck, Charlie. And, you might remember, Disney Channel stars are known for singing many different songs. Coming from a variety of different Disney songs, but also some holiday stuff. In the previous years, there have been two albums in particular released, one called Disney Channel Holiday, and a more recent one called Disney Holiday Playlist. Disney Channel Holiday will find stars like Hannah Montana, the Jonas Brothers, and Kyle Massey, whereas the Holiday Playlist will give you things like Bella Thorne, Zendaya, Ross Lynch, and many others. So, I told you, it's short and sweet this time, but here's some songs for you to listen to. Enjoy!
those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. It's Disney On Demand. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, so I'm back once again, and thank you, Aaron, for stopping in with your virtual mailbag, and I want to know, and Paige for the magical music review. So, all of you D-heads, I am back once again. I hope you're enjoying show number 58 for the week of December 12, 2013. And remember, you can always connect up with the D-team directly right there through our website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. Now, as you know, we are prepping up for the holidays here. It's our month-long, very merry Christmas celebration. I am excited. There's a lot of things on the horizon, and we have Eric Allen Kramer, Bob Duncan, stopping in here very shortly to celebrate with us. So with that said, there is some more news hot off the D-wire, so I'm going to jump right back into it here, LVD heads, and not uh, lollygag around here anymore. Wow, how many times do you use that word lollygag anymore? Anyways, I'm going to stop lollygagging around as George Lucas is donating over $25 million to a Chicago after-school program. That's right, George Lucas, the man of Star Wars and Indiana Jones, has donated $25 million to After School Matters, a Chicago-based organization 
organization serving the city's youth. Now, the gift was announced on December 4th in Chicago at an event with George Lucas, an agency staff, and Mayor Emanuel. Now, the organization is chaired by Lucas's wife, Melody Hobson, and creates an out-of-school opportunity for Chicago's public school youth in arts, science, sports, technology, and communications. Now, young people engage in apprenticeships and internship programs that mirror real-life experiences. Now, After School Matters also offers more than 900 paid opportunities every year for instructors as well as contracting with local organizations to develop and deliver programs. Now, the organization's youth service delivery model has been recognized both nationally and internationally, but it was forced to discontinue youth participants for many different reasons, including the recession. Now, the decision had a dramatic impact on the program, often forcing youth to decline in participation with the program because they could not afford to pay for transportation and had to work after school. Well, now George Lucas is making sure that the youth can do it again and donating $25 million. Now, I think this is amazing. It goes to show you that he wasn't just selling Star Wars for money. I mean, he is doing some great things. I mean, and donating this to, you know, help children and help them grow and, you know, learn real world skills. I, I, I seriously have to say, I commend George Lucas on this and the After School Matters program. Now, getting back to the Walt Disney Company. Now, this week, the news has been all over the place. But how about the Walt Disney Studios chairman, Alan F. Horn, and the multi-award winning entertainer, Steve Martin, are going to be honored at the Geffen Playhouse Annual Backstage at Geffen on March 22, 2014. That's right. Next year's eagerly awaited Backstage at the Geffen is going to honor the Walt Disney Studios chairman, Alan F. Horn, with the Distinction in Service Award and multi-talented entertainer Steve Martin with the Distinction in Theater Award at the 9th Annual Fundraiser slated for Saturday, March 22, 2014. Now, the evening is going to bring together prominent members of the artistic, entertainment, philanthropic, and business communities to celebrate accomplishments with industry leaders to raise funds to benefit Geffen Playhouse's artistic initiatives. Now, Steve Carell is going to host the irreverent evening of laughter music stories featuring personal backstage memories with songs by a cavalcade of stars preceding the ceremony and many others. Now, this is just one of those great things, and the Geffen Playhouse has been a hub of Los Angeles theater scene since opening in 1995. Now, noted for its intimacy and celebrated for its world-renowned mix of classic and contemporary plays, provocative new works, and more, it remains to be a place to go in Los Angeles. And now, March 22, 2014, the Walt Disney Studios chairman, Alan F. Horm, and Steve Martin, are going to be honored. Now, since it is our very Merry Christmas celebration here this month, here at Disney On Demand, I gotta say, it wouldn't be fitting if we didn't talk about Santa Claus. And how about the Fairfield Inn in Anaheim, California, the Disneyland Resort, is now going to host visits with Santa throughout the holiday season. That's right, Santa Claus is coming to town, and he's going to be stopping by the Fairfield Inn in Anaheim Disneyland's Resort with visits from guests to hear his wishes and more from the holiday season. Yes, the hotel near Disneyland is going to transform into a winter wonderland, and Santa Santa is going to swing by from 2.30 to 4 on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays through the holiday so guests can take photos with the Jolly Man while he hands out candy and spread good cheer. Now, the festivities at the hotel are going to be a precursor to the holiday fun and spirit visitors will feel at the heart of Orange County as part of Disneyland and Disney's California Adventure stringing of the lights and preparing for great new shows. Now, this is another way that everybody can have fun, interact, and see the Jolly Fat Man himself. And now the Fairfield Inn, Anaheim Disneyland Resort is going to host Santa Claus. And once again, that's from 2.30 to 4 
on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm wrapping up news here this week. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. Yes, it's our very Merry Christmas celebration. Now, yes, these shows are slightly longer, but you know what? We wanted to bring the good cheer. We wanted to bring the memories. We wanted to have the fun. I mean, you know, one of those things, and yes, here we go. I'm going to share something with you. How do you make the memories during the holidays? You know, for us, it's finding that perfect Christmas tree with my family. We all jump on a hayride. Yes, a hayride in the middle of winter. It's freezing. It's cold. And as I mentioned, we did it in a snowstorm. You know, we take a hayride out into the woods. We have the saw. We're ready to go, and we're looking for that perfect Christmas tree. Now, it is something that is memorable for our family. You know, we go out there. We cut down our tree. We bring it back, and there's a huge bonfire. There's music playing, hot cocoa and crackers and sausage, and everybody is having a great time. Now, even though we're cold, we are always excited to do this, and it's definitely a family tradition. Another one of those is Elf on the Shelf. Now, yes, Elf on the Shelf is only almost 10 years old, but, you know, we love it. Uh, You know, and mind you, I have my own opinions about the Naughty Elves. Don't get me started on that, but... You know, there's a lot of great things that make the magic of Christmas come alive, whether that's watching Rudolph, Frosty, you know, something unique, or maybe just something that your family does alone. And we have a lot of great traditions at our house, and one of those that I truly love is being a father. I mean, I have to say this. You know, when we sit there, we put up our tree, and we have a Mickey tree topper. Yes, we have a Mickey tree topper. Come on. You know, you're talking to a guy that loves a Disney show, and you're listening to a Disney show. So, of course, I'm going to have a Disney tree topper. But, you know, we have our Disney tree topper and all of our great things, you know, celebrate the season and you know being a father with the kids you have the magic of Christmas right there I mean the magic of Christmas is there whether you have kids or not but I have to say being a father and having that magic of Santa once again and the magic of Christmas it truly is amazing and I love it I mean it really does bring a tear to my eye and later on in the show um, you're gonna hear a special song that I'm gonna play something different it's not necessarily a Disney song But it is something that I truly love and I play every Christmas. And uh, let's just say you got to thank God for kids. I'm going to leave it at that. So listen for it later on in the show. So all of you D-heads, with that said, I will stop my rambling. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. We had tons of news hot off the D-wire. Coming up very shortly, we have Eric Allen Kramer from Robin Hood Men in Tights. The Incredible Hulk Returns. Good luck, Charlie, and Hot in Cleveland, the Hewleys, and more. And Eric's going to be stopping in very shortly, so I'm excited for that. And we have Lexi, our D-team member from Down Under, stopping in with the Hollywood Walk very shortly as well. So with that said, all of you D-heads, I am going to stop, take a break, get ready, and when I come back, we're going to have Eric Allen Kramer here at the show. Merry Christmas once again. I can't say it enough, and happy holidays. I'll be right back. Please. 
gonna say Merry Christmas, dear Santa, to you. Somebody's on the roof. Maybe it's Santa. Not now, Charlie. This Christmas, Scott Calvin's getting into the spirit the only way he can. Hey, you! By accident. If something should happen to me, put on my suit. The reindeer will know what to do. He's Santa! You killed him! Did not. Put on the suit, he fell subject to the Santa Claus. The Santa Claus? What does that mean? It means you put on the suit, you're the big guy. Ha! Santa? How come your clothes are so baggy? Do you want this doll or not? Go back to sleep. I shave in the morning, in the afternoon, I look like this. Oh my God. Calvin, you wait. What happened? Beastie. What, you put on a little weight? Does this look like a little weight to you? You look distressed. I'm way past distress. I'm talking to an elf. He's not Santa. Oh, my God. He is too Santa. Wait, I'm not done. Fax me. This is our perpetrator. This one's not going to be easy to find. Uh, won't the uh, bright red suit and beard give him away? <laughs> Who's down there? Santa, you're fatter this year. Have a piece of fruit, for God's sake. This holiday season, Incoming! Tim Allen is giving Till It Hurts. Johnny, naughty. Gary, nice. Veronica, very nice. The Santa Claus. You're a 1,200-year-old elf? You look pretty good for your age. Thanks, but I'm seeing someone in rapping. Start those projectors and look at this week's Hollywood Walk. Baby heads, I can't believe how fast Christmas has come around again. It feels like Christmas was just yesterday. Nonetheless, I absolutely love the Christmas season and am definitely not complaining that it is Christmas once more. This Christmas, I am particularly excited because I am lucky enough to be going away just after the new year to New York City and Disneyland. I am a very lucky girl this year. <laughs> I wish everyone out there a very Merry Christmas and hope that you can find a way to have a joyous time with your family and maybe even add a little bit of Disney too. I have been baking Mickey cookies, I have hung Disney decorations on my tree and I have even been wearing my Tigger Santa hat. <laughs> Disney and Christmas just work so well together. 
perhaps it is because both have the magical thing going, and they're both about sharing joy and happiness with one another. So, as a treat for all you D-heads, we have yet another incredible Disney family member here with us today. If you have seen anything on the Disney Channel, then you will definitely have seen the work of Mr. Eric Allen Kramer, this week's special guest. Eric currently co-stars as Bob Duncan in the Disney Channel sitcom Good Luck Charlie. Also with Disney, this week's special guest appears as the coach in Phil of the Future and also as the coach Gunderson in Wizards of Waverly Place with Selena Gomez. So here's some background information. Eric was born in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And as a team, he took part in the BFA program at the University of Alberta at Edmonton. Interestingly, it was at this university that Eric found acting in theatres, on television, and in movie roles as his passion. And Eric also learnt fight choreography at university. So not only is this week's special guest an American actor, but he's also a professional fight trainer too. <laughs> wow, that is pretty cool. So after his time at university, Eric moved to Los Angeles, mostly because his friend Gary Sandy wanted him to pursue his acting further. What a great friend, right? <laughs> it was in 1987 that this week's special guest made his first acting debut in the TV film The Gunfighters. I'm sure it's a goodie. Outside of Disney, this week's special guest is perhaps best known for his role as Little John in the 1993 version of Robin Hood Men in Tights. <laughs> it's a pretty funny movie, I know that for sure. And from 1998 until 2002, Eric co-starred as Dave Rogers in the sitcom The Hewleys. And this week's special guest has also been in TV movies. Like Surviving Gilligan's Island, the incredible true story of the longest three-hour tour in history. And also the film Quest for the Mighty Sword in 1990. And how awesome is this? Eric played Thor in the TV movie The Incredible Hulk Returns. Wow! <laughs> that must have been so much fun. Eric also lent his acting talents to films like True Romance and American Wedding. And this week's special guests has also been in a range of popular TV shows. From things like Malcolm and Eddie, Gloria and Hope and Lewis and Clark, all the way to CSI, JAG, Murder She Wrote and even Roseanne. Wow! <laughs> and this is all outside of his work for Disney. Talk about being one busy actor. Something that this week's special guest is involved in that I think is particularly wonderful is one of the new episodes of Good Luck Charlie. Now the episode that I'm referring to 
is the one in which Disney is going to move to a whole new level of inclusiveness and awareness. When Good Luck Charlie, Eric's show, includes a same-sex relationship, Disney is going to be doing a good thing, and this week's special guest is involved. So I think it is a fantastic move by Disney, and I can't wait to see the episodes early next year. Also, Eric performs on stage in Los Angeles and has been acknowledged for his many acting talents too. He received an Ovation Award nomination for his role in The Wood Demon. And I always think it's incredible when Disney family members are recognized for their dedication and passion. So, thank you, Eric Allen Kramer. Without you, Disney definitely would not be the same. In their dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kurt. Right down that. Guess what, Charlie? We're one day away from celebrating our first Christmas at Palm Springs. This Christmas. What do we do with the star? No, no, no. We do not throw the star. We are not Christmas ninjas. Why are you so stressed out? The Duncan family. You guys are flight leaves in two minutes. We go. Run. Is hitting the road. <gasps> Buy a headset. Sure. But this big family vacation. We're looking for a volunteer to take a later flight in exchange for a free round trip ticket. Me. Where's your mom? Is about to take. On the next available flight is in three days. I think we can do better. Do you want to go there? I want to go there. Yeah, a major detour. We're gonna miss Christmas. Mom, I will find a way to get us to Palm Springs. How? Well, this holiday season. Where are you? On a bus. Disney Channel invites you. When are you gonna get here? Do you rent cars by any chance? It's fifty bucks. We'll take it. To buckle your seatbelts. <laughs> Try the parking brake. Watch your back. One, two, three. Come on. And deck the halls. Bye, Daddy. It's a family Christmas like no other. Oh. Hey. Hey. Not the time. I think this is the best Christmas I've ever had. Good luck, Charlie. It's Christmas, a Disney Channel original movie. Lights, camera, action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues Disney On Demand. And with us here this week is somebody that's no stranger to you at all. You may, may, may remember shows like Roseanne, Murder, She Wrote, Seinfeld, that 70s show. Also, uh, a man that's not so little as Little John from Robin Hood Men in Tights, as well as the original Thor, uh, you know, from uh, The Incredible Hulk Returns. But you may also know him as Bob Duncan from Good Luck Charlie. We have none other than Eric Allen Kramer here with us. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Wow. Hello. I tell you, uh, listening to that list, I realize I've been doing this way too long. <laughs> well, you know, it is quite an impressive list. I mean, everything from, you know, television and movies and more. And I guess uh, as we roll into that, you know, there's there's just so many that we could touch base upon. I guess what led you down that uh, road of acting in this career that you've pursued? Um, wow. I guess you got to go all the way back. Got to go all the way back to... Uh, high school, when I think, uh, the acting bug hit me, uh, fairly seriously. I think it came down, I think I knew 
I was pretty sure the the road I was headed down when I had to make a a, a choice between uh, the school play or uh, the uh, senior basketball team uh, because the way the schedule worked, I couldn't do both, and uh, I wound up uh, going the drama route. So uh, that I think from that moment on, I I, I pretty much realized that uh, acting was what I wanted to do. Well, you know, and it's one of those things now that, you know, your face is familiar with so many different things. I mean, uh, you know, television shows and movies, as I mentioned, and of course, you know, one that, uh, uh, you know, we really enjoy, of course, as as Thor and Marvel is so big, you know, being the original Thor and the Incredible Hulk Returns, you know, that's one of those uh, cult favorites that everybody loves. And, uh, you know, going back to those days, I guess, how did how does it feel being part of so many of those great television shows, uh, you know, in those early times where I, I consider that the modern golden age of television right well i i tell you the biggest thrill of my life uh back then was meeting stan lee oh my god i mean uh you know i i was an avid comic book reader uh growing up as a kid and so to meet the man behind all that uh was uh was pretty amazing and then, and then, you know, it's also tied into, uh, you know, Bill Bixby and Lou Ferrigno, who were, you know, iconic at that time, um, uh, with the Incredible Hulk series. Uh, it was, uh, it was a great, uh, it was an amazing introduction into, uh, Los Angeles because I had just moved, uh, I had literally just moved out here the month before I wound up landing there. So literally, you, you go out there, you land, and it's kind of a, here we are, welcome to Hollywood. Yeah, it was the whole uh, the whole Los Angeles uh, experience was just, uh, it was just this insane uh, bit of uh, just sort of timing and, and fate. Um, I had wound up doing a show with uh, Gary Sandy, who was... Uh, who played Andy Travers on uh, WKRP in Cincinnati, um, and I had done a show with him up in Canada. And I was a, I was an American citizen anyway. I was born in Michigan. And uh, to try and make a really long story short, uh, I was doing a show in uh, uh, back in Canada uh, that wound up closing early. And uh, literally the morning after the show the, the show came down. <clears throat> Uh, I got a call from, I got a call from Gary saying he was doing the same show we had done in Canada. The guy that was playing my role got fired. Uh, and did I want to come down to Los Angeles and do a, a, a stage show? We had done, the, the show was The Foreigner. He was doing it out at, uh, La Mirada. And, uh, I, he said, I told him you're an American citizen. You know the show. Uh, from the phone call with him, I got on the phone call with the producers, and that afternoon I was on the plane to Los Angeles. Wow! Yeah, it's one of those fates. Fates were aligned. <laughs> it really, I mean, it was insane. Uh, it was insane how it uh, how it all came together, and I, I I really didn't have any intention of staying. I thought I would uh, uh, come to Los Angeles and then and then head back, and then you know. I, I was uh, lucky enough to land a couple of things, and then uh, before you knew it, I was buying furniture, which was a pretty good indication that I was uh, going to try and <laughs> going to try and make things work out here. So, 
Well, you know, and and with that, you know, it's been good to you. And, you know, uh, you've done so many different things from drama as well as, you know, like you said, stage as well as movies and whatnot. And that's going to lead me to, you know, Mel Brooks. And everybody loves Mel Brooks. And, you know, Robin Hood Men in Tights is that was the early days of those uh, wonderful parody movies. And, uh, you know, you played Little John there. Uh, You know, how was it, I guess, dancing around into this really just crazy off-the-wall slapstick comedy? Is that something that you really enjoy doing above uh, any other kind of acting? Um, It's really, uh, well, each project is, you know, each project is always unique. But I've always... uh, um, I've, I've always loved, uh, I've always loved doing comedy and comedy has always uh, treated me well in regards to sitcoms and, uh, and making a career out here. But, uh, but, uh, landing, um, landing Little John was really, uh, one of the highlights of, uh, really one of the highlights of my career. And, uh, it's something that, uh, I look back on that time. I made some great friends during that shoot. We actually wound up uh, we were shooting out out in the uh, Antelope Valley, and uh, it was this year that we got all the rain, so it was gorgeous out there. I mean, it was just beautiful, and we called it Camp Brooks. <laughs> you get on set, and you'd ride some horses, and you'd shoot some arrows, and occasionally say some dialogue. And we had, uh, you know, we had a bunch of people from the Renaissance Fair out there. We had all these extras, you know, all these tents were set up. It was just, it was uh, just an incredible place to shoot. And, um, uh, and, uh, you know, we all, we all got along great. Uh, the merry men all hung out together. We just had, we told jokes and cracked each other up. I mean, we had Dave Chappelle on that shoot. We had, uh, it was really just, uh, uh, you woke up, you laughed until they called cut and then you went home. It was just a great, uh, just a great time. And the best part, was just sitting at base camp and just listening to Mel tell stories. Um, I mean, this amazing man with this amazing life and just these incredible stories of, you know, a, a Hollywood that just doesn't exist anymore. You know, talking about your show of shows and, uh, and uh, everything that he did coming up, building his career, writing and, and the shows and the movies that he did. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and meeting Anne Bancroft, who was, uh, I, I was just completely starstruck and <laughs> dumbfounded and, uh, you know, tripping over my, my own tongue the whole time I was, I was talking to her. Um, <laughs> and everybody came down to visit. Everybody came down to visit and, uh, hang out and you got to, you know, and, and just all these, Fun cameos on the show with Don DeLuise and and everybody else, Tracy Ullman. It was just, it was just a fantastic um, event, and uh, and uh, and just so much fun shooting that. Well, I mean, and I could imagine somebody with Mel Brooks' background too. Like you said, he has so many different stories, and of course, all the cameos that were in there. Now, I'm sure that uh, all the Merry Men and yourself and everybody, I- I'm sure there were probably a lot of uh, hijinks and fun laughter going on off the set constantly. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what. I was, uh, uh, I was so, uh, I was so incredibly nervous. Um, the first day of shooting and the, uh, the first day, the first, uh, shot that for me that we were going to do was the bridge scene with Carrie. 
show up on set, um, you know, and I get, I get in my outfit and I, I get in the makeup and I'm just, I couldn't be, I couldn't be any more nervous and I'm just, and I'm just sort of going over my dialogue and just trying to hold it together. And in the trailer next to me, I hear this amazing voice singing opera. And it's just, it's this booming, incredible, beautiful voice like I've just, like I've never heard. Just, and it took me, it took me right out of my anxiety. And, uh, I remember just sort of sitting down and, and just listening to, uh, listening to this, uh, to this incredible sound coming from next door. And, uh, after I finished, I, I, I walked out of my trailer and, uh, and the next to me in the trailer next to me, uh, uh, someone who's to become one of my best friends out here, Matthew Peretta, who's playing Will Scarlett O'Hara, walks out. And I said, <laughs> is that, I said, oh my God, I said, was that you? And he says, yeah, he says, I'm so nervous, I'm ready to throw up. It was the only thing I could do to take my mind off of what was coming up today. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and that, uh, and that, uh, we sort of bonded over that and, uh, and wound up having a, a great shoot together. But it was just this sort of amazing, this sort of very incredible, uh, very magical first morning. Um, of being on the, of being on that set for me, <laughs> I can only imagine you. Know, and that film, uh, to this day, you know, it gets passed on to generation to generation. And I've shown it to my kids, and everybody, you know, everybody loves Robin Hood Men in Tights. I mean, it is a, it's one of those staples that you just got to sit down and and have a blast and watch it. Now, um, is that the kind of thing where you, you know, like you said, you were nervous and and all whatnot? Um, do you ever watch films or television with yourself in it and still get that? Uh, uh, kind of a different kind of feeling just seeing yourself on screen. Oh, I, I I hate watching myself on the screen. I can't uh, I can't do it. Um, I just I just I will avoid I will avoid uh, I will avoid watching myself at uh, at all costs. But sometimes you're put in a position where um, where you have to. And uh, I remember uh, I remember at the premiere of Men in Tights. Um, uh, watching that movie and every scene that came up had, uh, you know, a dozen stories behind it that were all off screen. Um, everything that we went through, uh, just making that movie, um, you know, dance rehearsals, uh, practical jokes, listening to, you know, Chappelle do his stand up and uh, it, uh, it was really, um, it was really one of the most fun premieres I've, uh, I've, I've been to. Very cool. Well, I, you know, and like you said, you know, it's hard to see yourself on screen. And that's going to lead me to television roles. And, you know, and you're on so many different television roles. You know, you've made your rounds to, you know, films and television that um, are true classics. I mean, especially modern day ones as well. You know, you've been on everything from Roseanne, Murder, She Wrote, That 70s Show, How I Met Your Mother. And, you know, great, uh, you know, key television shows to this day. I guess, um, is there still that kind of rush and has it ever hit you where you realize wow I, I you know I've touched so many different television shows that uh, they are truly are classics to this day that you know everybody really will enjoy and, and continue to watch and reruns and, and reruns on top of reruns 
Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, uh, it's funny, I don't associate myself with those shows, like, even, even the shows I've done, um, uh, I just sort of, uh, I, I just remember them for being great shows, and not that, and, and not that, uh, I had a hand in it, this is, I don't know if I'm making sense here, but, um, <laughs> but it's, but yeah, you sort of go back, you go back through, you go, you know, you go back through the pictures and you sort of go back <laughs> over your resume and you realize, um, and you realize just sort of how lucky and how fortunate you were to be a part of certain, uh, to be a part of certain things. I remember when I walked, I remember walking onto the Cheers set for the first time and just sort of being completely blown away that I was in that bar and that I was hanging out with those people, with that cast. And, um, and, uh, yeah, just, just, just realizing, just realizing how lucky and fortunate I was to be a part of that. And, uh, my, my father played, uh, my father played professional football. He was a uh, he was a Calgary Stampeder. He was an offensive tackle, and uh, I remember uh, I remember I got into a conversation with George Wendt uh, because he had gone back to Calgary and had done a bunch of promotional spots for the for the Stampeders, and uh, you know it gave us something to talk about. It gave us a way to connect, and it was. Um, yeah, it was a very, uh, very special time. I was just sort of, uh, young and just starting out my career here in Los Angeles. And so, um, to be lucky enough to be with a group of people like that was, uh, it was a great memory. Well, you know, and like you said, being associated with all those, that's going to lead us to other things that you're involved with, uh, you know, where you are, you know, co-star and, you know, prominent in the show. And of course, you know, I know my Disney fans and listeners out there are going to get mad if I don't bring it up, but good luck, Charlie, which, uh, it, it is a hit. Um, you know, I'm a father of four kids, and all four of them love it as well. So, uh, you know, with that kind of show, I guess, how did you get involved with Good Luck, Charlie, and how are you approached with it? And, uh, you know, is that one of those things where you, you read the script, you got the idea, and you're like, all right, this is this is something I want to jump on board with? Well, they had, I, uh, you know, the uh, Good Luck, Charlie was just another audition. And um, it was, uh, I was, uh, I was sent out. And, uh, I remember uh, walking into the Disney Channel building thinking, they're never going to hire me in a million years. Like, I don't look like a Disney dad. I don't, you know. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, unless one of the lines is drop the gun magnum, they're not, you know, they're not hiring me. They're not hiring me for this. Uh, and then I remember actually getting into the audition and looking at the scene and thinking, Holy cow, this is, this is everything I just said at home, you know, four hours ago. <laughs> and, uh, so from the, so from the beginning, I was, uh, I was very, uh, I was very connected. I was very connected to the show. And then, uh, and then I remember I went in for that audition and I thought it went really well. And then it was like nothing for like the longest time. And I had completely forgotten about it. And, uh, and then they wound up having callbacks, and uh, you know the process begins. And and I was lucky enough to get uh, uh, hired for it. But it really, 
I wasn't uh, I wasn't ever expecting to be a part of it, and uh, to be fortunate enough to to get in on a show like that, which was um, you know I mean we were we were a legitimate family show, you know this was being on Good Luck Charlie was like being on all the sitcoms that I had done when I first came out here. I mean it had that it had that feel to it. And, uh, you know, we were a show that the entire family could sit down and watch together. And so to be a part of something like that um, was really exciting and fun. And uh, it was, a, you know, it was a show that we could all be proud of. Definitely. You know, and like you said, you touched base upon something that, you know, we've talked with our listeners before, too, is Good Luck Charlie was, it had that definite, you know, classic sitcom vibe that you just don't get nowadays. Something where, you know, it's the family hijinks and everyone has their own stories and you can sit down as a family and watch it. And there's never, uh, you know, something where you need the children to leave the room or it's, you know, too in your face. It's just, it's fun. It's here's 30 minutes. Enjoy it. Laugh. And, uh, you know, you have that moment in if sitting down as a family and enjoying it. Yeah. And that's what, that's what made us all feel really good about it. You know, it was a, it was a family sitcom that operated in a real, that had a real family structure to it. And, uh, and, you know, we all got along so well and this, I've, said this before in interviews, but it's true that, I, you know, I felt like I would leave my family at home and I would go to my family on set and then I'd come back to my family uh, <laughs> at home again in the evening. And, you know, we were just, it, you know, there's a handful of shows that you can pull out of your career and and look at and go, you know what, that was that was a really good group of people. Um, you know, those shows where you really looked forward to going to work in the morning. And, uh, and that was the, that, that, that was the environment we had on that set. Definitely. You know, and the, the show grew so much, um, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, as well as the young cast that, you know, grew up while they were on the set and working with, you know, Charlie on the show and things like that. I guess, how was it working with such a, a young actress, I guess? Uh, you know, did it just feel natural to fall into that dad role with her? And, you know, I, I guess, uh, how was she on the set uh, for the whole thing? Well, it, yeah, in a lot of ways, it, you know, if you've had kids, um, it's it, you, you, you sort of know what's coming, um, or at least you can you can position yourself <laughs> you can position yourself with the variables uh, as to what's coming. <laughs> um, you know, the first first season with her was so amazing because she would just play, and so you could uh, you could improv a lot of moments with her, and uh, and she would play along, and. You know, wow. I mean, it's, it's astounding to watch her grow up over four seasons and just realize how quickly, um, it happened. And I remember, uh, I remember going from that, going from her being swaddled and, and holding her and, and making faces with her, uh, on camera to season four where I'm actually directing her in scenes. And uh, one of the episodes I directed, her and I had a her and I had a scene together, and you know you got you got to a point where you could give her notes, and you know she would uh, you know she she was approaching everything as she was approaching everything as as an actress, 
Well, you know, and, uh, I was that was say, really exciting to watch. I was ready to say that's one of those things where, you know, like you said, if you are a parent, you realize how fast the time goes, too. It's one of those you bat an eye, and, and next thing you know, they're, they're talking back and holding full, full conversations with you. <laughs> no, it, 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 it's completely true. And, um, you know, you obviously you noticed it a little bit with the other kids. Well, Bradley especially, who I think became a 45-year-old man by season four. I've, I've never seen a, I've never heard a voice drop so low in my entire life as uh, as with him. But uh, but with Mia, I mean, it was amazing because I remember when we had um, uh, when we had you know when we had the other baby in the, you know in our last season and we were back to swaddling again. It was so hard to remember a time where we had to do that with Mia just because of how much she had grown up and how much life experience we had all shared with her at that point. You know, it was, it, it was, it suddenly it was really hard to go back and imagine a time when, you know, she wasn't this, this walking, talking, uh, little girl who was bouncing around all over the set. Definitely. Well, you know, and, and like you said, with with the sets and with everyone growing up and whatnot, I guess looking back at the entire all the seasons of Good Luck Charlie, is there any episode in your mind that is one that always stands out as your favorite? It was just one of those where it was the most fun you worked on, uh, whether that was off camera, on camera. But it's one of those you look back, and that's going to be you know one of those uh, golden nuggets in your pocket that you're always going to cherish from the show. Well, I think there was uh, there there was. There's a handful of shows, all for completely different reasons. But I remember, uh, I remember one show in particular that um, that really sort of woke me up a little bit as to as to what our show was really about. Um, and that was the episode where uh, Bridget wanted to get her driver's license, and um, and so. <laughs> I, I had this habit of not reading the script before first table read of the week because I, I, I just, I didn't, I didn't like knowing too much in advance and coming into a completely cold script on Monday morning was like opening a present, you know, it was, it, it became, it, it became sort of a special little thing for me to, to, to find out what the story was on the day of, um, so, so we're, we're going through, we're going through the table read and I've got, uh, I, you know, as a, as a, as a father, as a single dad, I've gone, you know, I've gone through a, a bunch of stuff with, with, with my girls. And so, you know, I, I, I think I'm pretty much prepared for everything that's coming my way. I, I think I can, I think, you know, at this point, at this point in the game as a father, uh, I've, I've lived it and now I think I see what's coming. And, uh, we wound up getting to one scene, uh, where it's just her and I on the porch. And, uh, and, and throughout the whole show, I'm trying to find excuses for her not to get her driver's license. She's not ready. She can't handle it, whatever. And she finally confronts me as to what is, what is your deal? Why do you not want me to get this license? And I tell her that having, uh, you know, that driving means leaving, basically. And getting a license is a milestone, and that means it's only a matter of time before she's out of the house. So, <laughs> I'm reading this, I'm reading this completely cold, and 
I start tearing up the table. And I'm like, holy cow. And, you know, and the producers and everybody's there around and they're, and everybody's, everybody's watching me read and I'm starting to lose it a little bit. <laughs> and I'm like, and so now I'm, now I'm changing my breathing and I'm shifting in my seat and I'm, I'm and I'm moving around a little bit and I'm, I'm coughing in my hand and I'm, I'm trying everything I can do to sort of hold it together. And, uh, and, uh, and I get through it. And what it made me realize was, um, I wasn't ready. And no matter how much you prepare yourself for what lies ahead in life, you're never ready until you actually live that moment. And I think when Good Luck Charlie was at its, was at its best was when we had moments like that, was when we had genuine moments that, that, uh, everybody, regardless of what your family structure was, could identify with. And, uh, and I think it's, it's moments like that that made our show special. Definitely. I mean, those are the kind of moments, like you said, where it doesn't make a difference of your family structure. It's one of those where you sit back and whether, you know, whether you're a parent, a single parent or whatnot, you look down and everybody can relate that uh, to those little moments, whether it's from, uh, you know, Bridget's point of view or your point of view, but everybody can kind of relate on the same level while watching the show. Yeah, because there are just, there are just themes that are universal to everybody. And I think, um, I think what we proved with our show is that, you know, one, you don't have to play down to kids. You know, you can, you can elevate the conversation with kids and they'll still find it interesting and they'll still find it funny. And that, you know, kids, kids do life seeing adults on the screen. You know, whether it's a big screen or whether it's, whether it's uh, the television screen. Well, all those television screens aren't that small anymore. <laughs> but, uh, but I think, um, but I think what, I think the connection is made with, uh, with children with things that they see in their own lives. So, you know, family is a big part of that. And so I think when they, when they see a family they can relate to that, is going through similar things that they've gone through that, you know, that makes the funny funnier. <laughs> and <laughs> I think it makes, I think it makes the storytelling better. Uh, you know, and like you said, you know, this show went on to touch so many different lives, of course. And, uh, you know, I guess with it, with it coming to a close and whatnot, and, uh, uh, you know, right now they do have the good luck, uh, good luck, Jesse, the New York Christmas and all that kind of fun stuff. I guess, you know, was it sad to see the series go? Um, I, you know, many feel too soon, of course, you know, the, a lot of people do feel that. You know, it's one of the best shows on Disney Channel, and uh, many were sad to see it go. Is it one of those that, uh, you know, you were sad to see it go, or were you ready to move into the next uh, venture in your career? <laughs> well, uh, when you've been doing this as long as I have, um, no, I mean, it was, uh, it, it was sad to let that one go. You know, it was, it was, it was sad to leave that, uh, it was sad to leave that family. Um, you know, ultimately, uh, you know, ultimately the business is the business and, and, you know, you go on to, uh, you go on to the next thing. But the great thing is, is that we're all still in touch. And, uh, in fact, I think we're all going to Disneyland together at one point here. <laughs> and, 
uh, you know, I've been visiting Bradley down at uh, Mighty Med, and um, it's, uh, you know, the family is still together, even though the show's over. And uh, that's that's kind of special, too, because that uh, that really doesn't happen a lot down here. Very true, very true. Well, you know, one of the things, too, shifting gears here, of course, and one of the questions that uh, many of our listeners wanted us to ask you, of course, was, uh, you know, getting fit. You know, there definitely was a true transformation um, for the better with you, of course. And everyone know what sparked that? Was it just you really wanted to, to get in shape, or were you uh, buffing up to be the next Thor again? Pain. <laughs> pain, pain motivated it. Um, I, I was always uh, athletic off and on throughout my life. And uh, I think the best way to sum it up, I told a, I told a friend of mine, I said, uh, I, I don't have a problem with getting older, but I had a huge problem with getting weaker. And uh, when I was younger, uh, I had sort of, uh, I had blown my knees out in theater school of all things, in uh, dance training. And if you watch, uh, if you watch the first two seasons of Charlie, if you watch about halfway through the first season and into the second season, uh, you'll see me limping around. And, uh, my knees were killing me. And, uh, I had, uh, I had gotten heavy, um, and I had just sort of reached a point where I had to make a decision of, do I, is this really, is this the road I want to go down? So what, you know, you start looking at, you know, the rest of your life and you start thinking, all right, if I don't do something now, then I'm, I'm, I'm living with this for the rest of my life. And, uh, so, uh, originally I just got back in the gym just to strengthen my legs up, just so that I could start taking some pressure off my knees. And, uh, once I got back into the routine, then, uh, then suddenly it was like, it was like the, uh, it was like the good old days. <laughs> back when I was in the gym and I found that it sort of became a part of my day. And plus, you know, my kids had gotten older and I finally, you know, my youngest, uh, was finally a teenager and I could, you know, you suddenly, you know, you could, you could leave your kid you know, in the house for an hour <laughs> while you went down to the gym. <laughs> and, uh, and that little bit, that little bit of freedom made a, uh, you know, made a huge difference. And, uh, you know, once you start feeling stronger, once you start feeling better, once, you know, you get, you get motivated to do more. And so it just started to, uh, you know, everything, everything in my life that way just started to build uh, momentum. Very cool. Well, yeah, it was one of those transformations that everybody noticed. And you can always, you know, once you start doing it, like you said, you start to you feel better and you want to keep going. Now, I guess, you know, we don't want to keep you too long. We know you're a busy guy, of course. And there's a lot of different things, you know. Yeah, everybody can see you in a variety of different films and television, like I mentioned. You know, things like True Romance, um, as well as High School High, American Wedding, so many different things. But I guess... With that said, um, you know, do you have anything on the horizon or, um, you know, what are you doing now that uh, where people can find Eric, uh, you know, out and about, or are we just going to have to keep our eyes open? Um, well, currently right now, this week, uh, I'm on the set of Hot in Cleveland, and uh, I'm working with them over there. Uh, I had just uh, I had just done a, an NCIS earlier that it aired, and 
Uh, I've got a couple of movies in post-production, so it's been it's been uh, it's been nice and steady since uh, since Charlie came down. It's been uh, uh, acting wise, it's been uh, acting wise, it's been good, and uh, uh, I'm trying to get the uh, directing thing a little more steady. So. Is so when, uh, but not on set somewhere, then I'm then I'm shadowing on set, trying to trying to get somebody to hire me behind the camera. So, well, I was gonna say, is that one of those things? You know, since you did direct an episode of Good Luck Charlie, is that a direction um, that you would like to pursue? You know, directing more episodes, whether that's TV or film or whatnot. Well, that's been that's been a direction I've always wanted to pursue, um, and then every. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I find myself in a position to direct a series, we get canceled. Um, so, <laughs> so finally, finally with Charlie, we had a chance to get, uh, we had a chance to get behind the, uh, camera a few times. And then, uh, uh, yeah, and that, that's something I, uh, that's something I really love doing. I really love doing that. I've been, uh, I, you know, I directed some stage and stuff and I was a, uh, a, a fight master most of my life and, uh, you know, taught fencing and did, uh, sword combat and hand to hand stuff, choreographed a lot of that. Um, so I, uh, uh, being on the other side of it is something I really enjoy. So hopefully we'll be able to see, uh, you know, some, some more from you, maybe a feature film down the road, but, uh, you know, you know, it's good to hear so many different things going on. And of course, good luck. Charlie is still going strong on the Disney channel. Um, you know, everybody, like I said, fans do not want to let that go. And, you know, passing down great gems like Robin Hood Men in Tights. And, of course, you can't forget The Incredible Hulk and many other things. So I will say, you know, thank you once again for stopping in. It was our pleasure having you on and taking that moment out of your day. And I guess before we let you go, for all your fans out there, is there any lasting words that you'd like to leave as uh, the final words from Eric? (laughs) (laughs) The final word word from Eric. Oh, all right. Well, let's, let's toss one out there that doesn't have any pressure. Um, uh, you know, uh, okay, you know what, here's, 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 here's a, here's, here's something, since we were talking about high school earlier, uh, I was always of the mindset that everything had to happen, like, right now, to the exclusion of everything else. If I was going to be an actor, I was just going to be an actor, and that was it. I had no room for for anything else. And uh, what I found was is that uh, uh, when I got a few years down the road, um, whereas when I was younger, I thought there wasn't any time for anything else, I realized there is always time for other things. So uh, if, you, uh, if you are pursuing your dream, uh, realize there are other maybe smaller dreams around it that can enhance you know, where you want to go in life. So, uh, don't be so, uh, don't be so quick to turn your head away from things. Very good. Very good sound. Words of, uh, words of Eric, words from a true veteran. So, (laughs) thank you. (laughs) That's right. I'm the veteran now. I'm the veteran on set. (laughs) Well, thank you once again for stopping in. It was our pleasure. And, uh, you know, we hope you have uh, great holidays. All right. Thank you so much. If it weren't for kids, have you ever thought There wouldn't be no Santa Claus Or look what 
the stork just brought thank God for kids And we don't live in a quiet house without a big bird or a Mickey Mouse And Kool-Aid on the couch thank God for kids Thank God for kids there's magic for a while A special kind of sunshine and a smile Do you ever stop to think or wonder why The dearest thing to heaven is a child Daddy, how does this thing fly? And a hundred other ways and why I really don't know, but I try, thank God for kids. And when I look down in those trusting eyes that look to me, I realize there's love that I can't buy, thank God for kids. Thank God for kids, there's magic for a while. A special kind of sunshine and a smile Do you ever stop to think or wonder why The nearest thing to heaven is a child And when you get down on your knees tonight Thank the Lord for His guiding light And pray they'll turn out right Thank God for kids Thank God for kids Hey, this is Jen Cody, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Hey, D-Heads, this is Ken from waltzmusic.com. Once again, talking Disney music. This week, I'd like to present Mickey Mouse's Christmas Party, a story and song album for Golden Records, done by the Sandpipers, Mitch Miller and his orchestra, and the original voices of Disney characters. Now, let me read to you what's on the back of this album. Who doesn't know and love Mickey Mouse? Since he first appeared in 1928, he has entertained millions of children and adults all over the world. Walt Disney knows how much Mickey loves company, so he created a lot of other characters too. And all these cartoon folk are too lively to be in movies only. They have also put their stories and song and good times into golden books and golden records to bring you more and more fun. Imagine going to a Christmas party with all the Walt Disney characters. When you listen to this record, you almost think you're right there with them. You'll join Donald and Mickey singing Jingle Bells on their way to the party. You will hear Cinderella and Little Mice sing Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Then you will listen to Deck the Halls sung by Alice in Wonderland, Tweedledum, and Tweedledee. Next, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves sing Santa's Toy Shop. And after that, everybody, Bongo, Dumbo, the Three Pigs, Goofy, Jiminy Cricket, and the rest 
join an old Christmas tree. But that's not all. There's a special message to the party from Santa Claus. The next thing you know, everyone goes on a magical trip to Santa's toy shop, where the elves show them all around. Back home, they all come in Donald's sleigh, with a merry spin around the lake. And just before they sit down to enjoy Mickey's big holiday dinner, the whole group puts on their merriment into the Christmas symphony, and end by wishing you a Merry Christmas. Now, D-Heads, sit back, relax, and enjoy listening to these golden records from the 1950s, Mickey Mouse's Christmas Party.
with Bowser, Holly, fa la 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 la. Tis the season to be jolly, fa la 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 la. See the blazing yule before us, fa la 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 la. Strike the harp and join the chorus, fa la 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 la. Oh, thanks very much, Steve. Mind that was lovely. Yes, I suppose we did sing that rather well. Oh, contrary-wise, if you didn't sing quite so high, it might have sounded better. Well, if you didn't sing quite so low, it might have sounded still more better than ever. Who can tell? Now, you two stop arguing nothing, because I think Snow White and the Seven Dwarves are going to sing us a song about Santa Claus. If we turn the record over, a In the land of ice and snow is a cozy house. And do you know who lives there? Well, you should, because it is the home of Santa Claus. With that tap, 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 what a jolly sound. Santa's noise show brings all the year around. His toy shop's full of busy elves who work so hard they please themselves from morn to night with paint and glue they're making shiny toys for you with a bing bang twang and a shout of joy they will test the toys for the girls and boys They've games and sleds and things that squeak and planes that fly and dolls that speak and blocks and balls and trains choo-choo. They'll find the very thing for you. With a ding-a-ling in his tiny sleigh, good old Santa Claus soon will come your way. No, not until we finish decorating the tree. And I want everybody to help, too. Oh, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? All right, all right, let's organize this thing and do it properly. Now, uh, Minnie and uh, the little mice, you can hang the tinsel. And Goofy, you hang the popcorn string. And, uh... And I'll put up the star, and then we'll be finished. Oh, all right, all right, Donald. You may put up the star. Here it is, but be careful on that ladder. It's very high. Be careful! Be careful! Be careful! Well, you got the star up. Anyway, Donald. And the tree looks beautiful, doesn't it, everybody? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree, the tree most fair and lovely. Oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree, the tree most fair and lovely. You do not fade with rain or snow, you bloom with light when cold winds blow. Oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree, the tree most fair and lovely. You do not fade with winter snow. You bloom with light when cold winds blow. Oh, Christmas tree, oh.
Duck, what did Santa Claus bring you? Stop it, Yellow Witch, stop it, and I'll show you. Oh, why, it's a ribbon. And if you want to try it, I'll put it on your shoulders, Ross. Hello, Donald Duck. I hope you're having a Merry Christmas. Close your eyes and make believe you and your friends are up here at the North Pole. Knocking on my door, and I'll let you in and show you my toy shop. Hello there. Come right on in. Coming soon, you know, elves. Are the toys all ready? We're building blocks to reach the sky, and cars to drive, and planes to fly. We've games and puzzles, and picture books. Soup for cowboys, and dolls for cooks. Fine. And pack them all up, bring them out to the sleigh in my reindeer, and I will be off and away for these toys down to every last mitten and ball. Surely promises a fine. Merry Christmas for all! Merry Christmas! <laughs> Merry Christmas! Oh, Donald, Donald Duck, I brought my friends, the little mice, along to the party, and they've been admiring that beautiful sleigh you came to the party in. What? You mean they want to take a ride in Donald's sleigh? Of course they can! Can't they, Donald? Come on, mice! Climb aboard, everybody! Here we go! Get up! Uh, goody, goody, goody. Spin around the lake. That's the kind of spin I like to take. Let's go! Bring to me the 
So I'm back once again, and I hope you enjoyed this extra-long edition of our very Merry Christmas celebration. Yes, as we're having fun celebrating the holidays and just bringing that magic to life, we hope you enjoyed this week's show, including that extra-special song that I tossed in here. It may not be Disney, but I figured it was fitting talking to a father here this week. And thank you once again, Eric Allen Kramer, for stopping in and chatting with all of us D-heads and sharing the holidays with all of us here at the show. We love you on Good Luck, Charlie all the different things from your past, and I'm sure we're going to be seeing more of you in Hot in Cleveland and all over television and film. Thank you once again for stopping in. I'd also like to thank the D-Team. Yes, Aaron, Lexi, Ken, and Paige, all for stopping in and sharing their signature segments here at the show. Thank you once again for stopping in and sharing in all the fun and all the magic and making it a very merry Christmas celebration. Without the D-Team, this show would be nothing. Thank you, team, for that. And most of all, I want to thank all of you D-Heads. Yes, thank you D-Heads for tuning in every single week. You make the show happen. You are the reason that we come back every single week with special guests and more magic memories from your lifetime of Disney. Thank you for tuning in and continue to spread the word. It truly is appreciated. So all of you D-Heads, with that said, I'm going to tell you who we have stopping in here next week very shortly. And it is somebody that is very special to many of your lives. But before I do that, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, archives, and more, including our Lifetime of Disney Player, where you can listen to over 300 plus television shows, music, movies, and more right there on our homepage, including all 58 shows from our archives. And that's at DizRadio.com. D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook on Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, AOL Instant Messenger, Skype, and more. Just search Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. And remember, you can always subscribe to our show on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Just search Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio. So all of you D-heads, all the different ways to stay connected here at the show. We hope you're enjoying the holidays and all the magic and the fun and all those different things that bring the magic to life. It's because of the holidays that we can sit down, reflect, and make those memories happen. So with that said, making the memories happen, whether that's a tradition of cutting down the family Christmas tree or drinking that eggnog, cuddling up, watching your favorite movies, one of the newest traditions that everybody loves within the last almost 10 years is Elf on the Shelf. Yes, you heard me correct. Elf on the Shelf is one of those holiday traditions that everybody loves, so much so I've done it with my children for the past many years. 
And next week here at the show, we have a full Elf on the Shelf show. Yes, we have the author of Elf on the Shelf stopping in, Chandra Bell. You may have seen her in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and she's going to be stopping in. We also have many of the artists and voice actors behind the Elf on the Shelf Christmas special. So we have all kinds of fun as it's going to get extra magical as that elf is going to be stopping in here at the show next week. So all of you D-heads, with that said, keep the magic alive. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Continue to watch those specials and have all the holiday memories with your family. So until next week, sit back, relax, enjoy, take a moment in this busy time, and as I always say, never neglect family for business. Until next week, all of you D-heads, I'll see you online. Thank you for joining us at the Diamond Horseshoe for Goofy's Country Dancing Jamboree. And now, please exit the theater to your right. And from all of us here in the Magic Kingdom, happy holidays! Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.